Friends, Romans, countrymen, lend me your ears. I'm Mark Anthony, and this is Demolition News Radio, episode 141. In this episode, avoiding obsolescence. This podcast is sponsored by WillowHire.com, the UK's leader in dust suppression equipment. Kick the dust into touch with our new, bigger and better all-in-one dust suppression units for hire. Call Willow on 01582 840045. Before I quit to become a full-time freelance journalist back in June 1990, I worked on a magazine called Plant Manager's Journal, or PMJ as it was better known. Some of you might remember it. It was far and away the construction equipment sector's market-leading magazine at the time. But I could see no sign or circumstance under which the incumbent editor might leave, leaving me stuck as the deputy editor for the foreseeable future, my career progression in limbo. So I voted with my feet. On the 12th of May 1990, I got married. I went on honeymoon for two weeks, and when I got back, I quit the magazine and started out on my own. I never lost my love for that old magazine, though. In fact, I returned as caretaker editor many years later in a bid to turn around the now ailing publication. But it proved to be beyond salvage. And while it wouldn't actually fold for quite some time after my brief yet triumphant return, the writing was very much on the wall. You see, the magazine, or more specifically, the publishing company that owned it, had twice failed to respond quickly enough. In the first instance... An upstart startup magazine called Earthmovers was launched in direct competition with PMJ. It was bright, colourful, bigger than my old magazine, and you could buy it in your local newsagent. Internally, we all dismissed this new magazine as a flash in the pan that would soon fizzle out and die. But it didn't. Today, it's bigger than ever, and it now sports the market leader's crown. The other instance in which the publisher failed to respond to changing market conditions was in the arrival of the internet and online video. During my brief comeback tour, I arranged a side-by-side competition that pitted a crusher bucket from Worsley Plant against a Red Rhino track-mounted mini-crusher. And as well as writing about the outcome, we filmed the entire event. You can probably still find the video on YouTube if you look hard enough. The response from readers was overwhelmingly positive, and I quickly laid plans to do more of the same. But I was told that there was no budget for video, and there was no intention to make PMJ available online. The magazine's fate was sealed. In the space of a few years, PMJ had gone from market leadership to closure. Twice, in relatively quick succession, it had failed to respond to shifts in the market, and the result was both catastrophic and terminal. Although I'd left long before the magazine closed its doors for the final time, that collapse stung and I swore that I would never allow myself to be overtaken and overshadowed in this way again. As I've said countless times, everything we do at Demolition News is funded by advertising, and the cost of that advertising is based upon the number of eyeballs we can expose it to. Over the past decade, we've built up a global database of remarkably loyal readers, viewers and listeners. Our weekly email newsletter, This Week in Demolition, is sent to around 48,000 named individuals across the demolition world. Our demolition news website is visited tens of thousands of times each week. We're the undisputed market leader, and so we can charge for our advertising and sponsorship accordingly. But I'm still mindful that market leaderships can evaporate overnight, that shifts in technology can render each of us redundant and obsolete. 
so we've played close attention to developments in the field of social media. We are active across a multitude of platforms, including Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, and particularly on Instagram, where we now have over 31,000 active followers. And we've launched what we believe to be the only demolition-dedicated podcast in the world. Demolition News Radio, the independent voice of the global demolition industry. Now, bearing in mind the need to expose ourselves and our advertisers and sponsors to the widest possible audience, we pay very close attention to the analytics and statistics that sit behind each of these platforms. And they make for fascinating reading. As an example, an article on Demolition News that performs particularly well might be seen by around 10,000 people over a period of a few weeks. It might be liked by a few hundred of those individuals, and if we're lucky, it might be shared by a couple of dozen of them as well. A similar post on Instagram will be seen by 20,000 people in just 24 hours. It might be seen by 50,000 during the first week. We now have several posts that have been viewed more than a quarter of a million times, and even more that have been viewed more than 100,000 times since they were first aired. Kind of makes you wonder why we even bother with the website and the magazine. If you would like to help support this show, Demolition News or the Demolition Magazine, please consider becoming a patron. Just head over to patreon.com forward slash demolition news to find out more. The truth is, this is a horses for courses deal. There are still those that like to receive a paper magazine, to read that magazine and to keep it for future reference. There are those that prefer to read their news on a mobile device. Those individuals now account for more than 50% of all demolition news readers, and that figure is growing all the time. And there are those for whom paper magazines and websites are themselves yesterday's news. They prefer to consume their demolition content on social media platforms, such as Facebook and Instagram. Although I'm keen to avoid perpetuating stereotypes, our analytics suggest that it's the older generation that still prefer to receive a paper magazine. They suggest that there is a broad cross-section of ages that prefer magazines in electronic format, possibly because they can take it with them wherever they go, and possibly because they're uncomfortable with the thought of decimating the rainforest just so they can see a photo of a new digger in action. They further suggest that platforms such as Instagram attract users of all ages. By far the largest demographic on the Demolition News Instagram account are men between the ages of 18 and 44. Now, of course, all these figures and statistics are drawn from our social media accounts, our websites and our publications. Those figures will unquestionably vary from one person to another, from one company to another. But don't be fooled into thinking that social media is the sole preserve of the young. Somewhere for them to post selfie photos and shots of what they had for breakfast. The times are changing. And if we're all to remain current and relevant, we must all go where our audience resides. Today, some key decision makers are active on platforms such as LinkedIn. The decision makers of tomorrow are on Instagram now. The time to pivot is now. Don't be a plant manager's journal. Or you could find yourself being rendered obsolete and redundant by an upstart with a better handle on modern methods of communication. Thanks for listening. If you're a demolition equipment owner, operator or enthusiast, then there's only one place to be in July next year. The 4th Demo Expo will take place at the Hertfordshire Showground from the 4th till the 6th of July. 
and it promises to be the biggest demo expo yet. So put those dates in your diary and join us at the Hertfordshire Showground for Demo Expo 2019. It's going to be epic.